E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. So good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another exciting podcast uh, that's going to help you with your EU expansion. The podcast aims to help people that are expanding into into the EU marketplaces, and we have some exciting or a exciting guest on on the podcast this afternoon that really is going to help you to take your your listings in the European markets to the next level uh, with the with your expansion into Europe. Most people are of of our clients are English speaking, so what happens is they expand to Europe, they put their products in in the UK, and they do their listings in English, and then from there it goes on and and. Amazon kindly auto translates everything for you. Well, I'm going to be able to tell you today there's a better way that's going to increase your sales. So, today what I'm going to do is to introduce Heloise. So, uh, Heloise, good good afternoon. Hi there. So, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we, it's really grateful for you to give up your time and your your commitment to to help sort of spread the word and and your knowledge. No problem. No problem. Super excited. Excellent. So, uh, why don't you first off talking to us about where, where you're based in the UK and, and uh, perhaps where you're from? Sure, sure. So, uh, my name's Eloise. I'm CEO of Sell Beyond, and we're based in Suffolk in the east of England, um, which is the area where I grew up. Fantastic. And uh, uh, for people that don't know uh, the UK very, very well, it's a sort of bit stuck out on the eastern side. Um, it's pretty remote. Is that fair? I would say it's a rural county. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, lots of farms. Nothing much going on since the 16th century. Yeah, quite right. And every time I go there, I get caught behind a tractor, and uh, you end uh, up that's, going. That's the joy of it. Yeah, and you you cannot get past on those roads either, can you? Well, they're beautiful though, so it doesn't matter if you go slow. Yeah, but the advantage is you're only an hour and a half or two from London, aren't you? You're not very far. Even less than that, we're 60 miles, so it's 55 minutes on the train. No, it's pretty good service. Oh. Perfect. Look at that. So easy to get into London for meetings. So That's uh, right. now, so you've already alluded to that you, you're the CEO of Sell Beyond. Uh, so why don't you just give us a bit of information about how Sell Beyond sort of came into being? No worries. Okay, so um, Sell Beyond is uh, helps businesses grow online. We're commercially focused storytellers, data nerds and linguists. So um, uh, I built the company because when I was a kid, we used to take foreign language students to come and learn English. And so every summer we'd have kids from France, Germany, Spain, the Netherlands, you name it, uh, stay all summer at our house. So from a really early age, I've always been pretty good at taking the outsider's point of view and figuring out how to get their buy-in and to make them go, aha. And I've taken that with me throughout my life. I'm now bilingual in English and French. I speak decent Italian and Spanish. And I did a PhD in the States where I spent a lot of time um, learning how to interpret data. So I decided to set up Sell Beyond a couple of years ago to combine the things I really love, working with entrepreneurs, using data, and being really good at languages and communication. Fantastic. So, and how long have you been going? So we've been set up since 2015. So about three and a half years, I think. 
Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, so you're combining all your all the things you really you're really excited about. I love that. So, so where how did that idea come about? I mean, obviously you've alluded that he's pulling some of your ideas together, but what what gave you that? This is what I need to do. Moment. Well, on one hand, um, I've always really um, enjoyed marketing and I did a bunch um, uh, for a bunch of years in London. I worked in financial services, so I helped uh, startups and uh, small to medium sized companies market themselves to increase their revenue. And I always really enjoyed that. But it was tended to be with um, companies in the UK and companies working in the UK. And um, my husband's a French speaker. So at some point, I started to think whether maybe he could get some part-time work um, doing translations from English to French. And then I realized that actually it was a really big problem for companies trying to make themselves understand in French. And really, it's not about translation at all, because if you're trying to help a company sell in a foreign market, you want to sell. You don't want to translate. You want to make that company sound really great. And it's a different kind of a job. And um, that's how that's how we started. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I, I like the, you know, it's not about translation. Um, it's, a, it's the marketing of that. So I, I guess we'll come to that. So how did you get into the e-commerce side? What was the, why, you know, why was that? Well, funnily enough, actually, I've um, I've sold on Amazon since 2006. So when I lived in the USA, um, I, I, was a, I was a PhD student and all, me and all my uh PhD student friends had a lot of very weird and wonderful textbooks, books that we'd read for a semester and then never use again. And so I started off by selling my friends' textbooks online on Amazon.com, and I I I took a share of the profits that we made we made from that. And because the textbooks were so strange and very niche subjects to do with anthropology and stuff, um, I started out that way, and then I brought that business o- over to the UK when I moved back. So I sold books on Amazon for a long time. And I kind of knew that platform. And so when um, when it came to looking at how we could help people do translations, Amazon was a natural fit. Fantastic. It looks like you've got a huge amount of books behind you as well. Uh, there are a couple <laughs> I did sell, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I spotted them. <laughs> you, you didn't quite sell all of them. <laughs> wow. <no. laughs> oh, fantastic. So... Let, let's let's um, talk about translation. And so people are coming into the EU market. I mean, typically a lot of our clients uh, or the majority of our clients are American and they're expanding into Europe. They they do the UK listing and, you know, American to English, you can pretty much, the, the, the majority of people can get that pretty much nailed um, coming over. And yes, there are some words that we would like to allude to that aren't exactly the same and pants and trousers and bonnet and hood and uh, you know I think there's a few others that we could probably read off the top of our heads but you know that's sort of covered but then we get to the other rest of the marketplaces don't we and and we've got a, a few questions around that I suppose Sure. Right. So um, it can be it can be really interesting to to try and sell in, in in different countries, and there's a bunch of different reasons for that. So of course anyone can use Google Translate, and it does quite a good job if you want to get the general sense, but it's not very good for selling. So I'll give you an example. I had a um, a food client in the UK that wanted to sell his peanut butter in France. Now, when you talk about peanut butter in English, you talk about crunchy or smooth, but his translator had translated smooth as slippery. 
So he was selling his peanut butter <laughs> online in France, a slippery peanut butter. You might not want to do that. And I advised him there was probably a better way of marketing it to French people than thinking they'd slide across the floor with it. And that's a typical example of where one little slip can actually really infect your sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, that, and that is exactly it. Is there's sort of a, a few different levels of translation, isn't there? You've got Google Translate. And, you know, Google Translate will, you know, if you're short of cash and you're, you, know, you need something to happen, then it's going to get the listing up. Is it going to work? Probably not. But it's going to get it there. But the sales and marketing copy of that listing is crucial, right? That's right, yeah. I mean, it could be, depending on what you're selling, um, that it really doesn't make much of a difference. If you've got a brand and you've got a story to tell and you want people to buy into that, then Google Translate probably isn't the best way. You want somebody that's lived in the country where you're selling into that knows what people really want. I'll give you another example. I work with a UK beauty brand that's selling hand cream. And um, one of their on one of their product listings, it's uh, the, the copy says, don't be ashamed of your hands. Uh, buy our hand cream and make them soft and smooth. And uh, my French translator is like, you cannot say that to a French woman. You cannot tell her to be ashamed of your hands. You must seduce her. And that's a typical example. Even if yes. the translation's right, if you're not talking to your your French consumer in a way that they want to hear, it's not it's not going to be a good job. So we uh, we changed that listing and we improved the conversion rates just with the way we approached how you talk to a French woman about her hand cream. Yeah, 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 and, that, and, that, and that's crucial, isn't it? So, I mean, obviously, from a listing point of view, there's there's several different uh, translations, isn't there? We've obviously got title and and sales and copy, and then we've also got the keywords. That's right, that's right. And as we know, that you you want to make sure you've got your keywords that are appropriate for your marketplace before you even start. And sometimes I have um, interesting experiences, and we all know there's lots of great software out there to help us. Uh, find keywords to help us sell online by taking a few shortcuts. I'm all about that. We all need to save time. But sometimes uh, the people I work with send me long lists of uh, foreign words that they think it might be a good fit to put in their listing. And actually, if you don't know what those foreign words mean, you really want to get them checked by somebody. You can even use Google Translate, but a lot of those software programs will give you quite irrelevant search terms. And they need to be uh, um, approached with a bit of caution because you could be selling something very different. Once you've got your search terms, whether you're using competitor listings, some software, Google Translate, then you want to weave them into a really attractive story that makes the same um, the same kind of impact that you would have in English. Yeah, 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 quite right. And okay, so what what sort of um, language do you guys cover? I mean, obviously you've already talked about French, um, but I'm pretty confident you do That's some right. other languages as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So obviously we, we do English, but we do French, German, Spanish, Italian, and we also do Japanese. So we're pretty well covered. You need, uh, you've already got your listings done in German. You want them done in French. We can help you with that. You've, you've, uh, you're just going to go straight into the Spanish market from English. We can do that too. Uh, we, I've got a bunch of uh, really talented um, translators that I know personally that um, are, are, have both lived in the UK. So they know a lot about English. And they know a lot about their home com- countries and what people's buying habits are. And that's what makes the difference to uh, to pitching a product for, for a market that's not your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that, that's the crucial bit, isn't it? Where they've, I think you've said it a couple of times, where yeah, people have lived in those countries, they understand the market, and we're not going to get from smooth to slippery. I like that analogy. That's, that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's that, right. That, that's, I really like that. That's going to that's gonna stick with me for a while, that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. So 
Devon translations, nice and simple. Um, and you know, how what sort of impact have you seen this had on your, your clients' businesses based on on some of these, you know, um, translations? That's that's a really great um, that's a really great question. So, um, for if we look at my, you know a nut butter brand that I work with, for example, just after one month of uh, reworking their French listings to make sure that they said the right thing about the nut butters, and also to do an advertising campaign where we used the right words that were appropriate for the French audiences, we had sales up by thirty percent and advertising costs reduced by twenty percent, and that's through a lot of thought about what do French people want to hear and what are they searching for. Yeah, that's massive, isn't it? So 30% up and a 20% saving. Yeah, that's right. It's um, it's it can be pretty high impact if, and especially if you're already um, you're already aware of it when you start. You don't have to waste time going back two, three times. You just get it done right, and and we can move forward. Yeah. And so, what sort of size are the clients that you're working with? Are they, you know, let's take the nut butter. Are they are they big clients or are they are you relatively small, new to the market clients? <laughs> So typically the clients that I work with will have um, built their Amazon uh, online brand out of not very much. And they're probably now turning over a um, million pounds, like $1.4 uh, million, that type of area. So they might have between um, five and 10 people working for them, with them. And they're selling usually UK, Europe. They might be selling in the USA as well. But they typically are the British or, um, or European. I have a couple of North American clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and obviously for you know, for all our clients listening in North American, uh, massive resource here for you to 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 you know for for translations really. Um, well, you know, uh, I hope to say so. And also, um, I, I spent four years living in Michigan, so I know quite a lot about the states. Know quite a lot about um, about how to work with people in uh, in uh, in the United States. Yeah, fantastic, lovely. Now, a few um, sort of random questions to decide then that I quite like to to extract from people. So, you know, yeah. obviously it's uh, you know got your own business, you're running your own business. What are sort of things that you do to sort of educate yourself, perhaps around Amazon or not around Amazon, to you know that you can share with other entrepreneurs that are listening. Um, I think it's really important to uh, remember that Amazon is uh, one sales channel, or uh, often one, only one sales channel uh, of a business, and not to treat things in isolation. So when I'm uh, when I'm working with businesses, I like to hit, keep up on what um, other marketing trends are, and uh, outside of Amazon platform, and make sure that. Um, the broader things that are happening in in the marketing world that we're, we're kind of keeping that in in focus as we as we look to grow ourselves on Amazon. Uh, the second thing is I belong to a bunch of Facebook groups. So some of this software um, that we all know can work so well. Uh, I like to see what discussions uh, are going on there, what um, what challenges people are having, and then I I'm going you know I'm going quite regularly to networking events and um, kind of seller education events in the UK to just shake it up a bit, hear some motivational speakers, and and try and keep myself fresh. Nice, fantastic. Now, big question at the moment: Brexit. It's my favourite question. I couldn't let the uh, I couldn't let a podcast go by with getting or somebody else's uh, input from it. Um, you know, obviously, you work across all the European markets like we do. Um, you know, we're a bit of a stalemate with Brexit at the moment, with the Parliament sort of you know, essentially extending the deadline to the thirty first of October. So we we're no nearer than we ever have been, really. Um, what's your thoughts, takes? 
Um, I think it. Um, I think it often depends on, on the size of the business and um, what their ambitions are. I've got um, companies I've spoken to that don't want to make any moves because of Brexit. They're a bit afraid. Other other companies are going full steam ahead that they know there are market opportunities and what. However things work out, they want to be in the market at the right time, selling stuff that they know people want, and they'll they just figure that Brexit will figure itself out. So it's a real it's a real range, and I guess it depends on how much um, how much guts, how much risk appetite you've got, and how much you've really researched what the opportunity is on the other side. Yeah, 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 quite right, quite right. Okay, and so let, let's just um, take a couple of myths. So, what have you heard of any sort of myths around you know, people expanding to Europe? What, what's the sort of things that you know, put people off? Do you think? And, and you know. one of the funniest conversations, one of the conversations I often have actually, um, I have conversations with my UK clients, and they'll tell me, Eloise, I've got ninety percent of my sales in the UK and ten percent in continental Europe. Why is that? And then my clients in Germany will say, Eloise, I've got 90% of my sales in Germany and only 10% in the UK. Why is that? And um, and I think one of the one of the things I've seen is that everybody has a problem exporting to foreign markets. And the myth is if you slap uh, some cheap and dirty um, product listings online in a foreign language, that somehow they'll stick and get traction for you. And I think we can see from that example that everybody is going to have a problem if they don't have uh, some local market knowledge. So I would say it's a myth that you're going to kill it on Amazon if you're not thinking about how you're selling into that foreign market. And along with that is, you know, it's so easy as we know, that's what's great about Amazon, that's why we love it, yet the press of a button, we can immediately open ourselves to all across Europe. But I would say it's also a myth that you're going to kill it if uh, I, you're going to be really successful if you haven't thought about how you're going to get online reviews how are you going to encourage your, your customers to review you in French or German? How are you going to get um, uh, repeat sales? Like, what are you doing to build that customer base in that foreign language? Because just putting listings online for most people is not going to make the is not going to make it successful without a bit of thought about how can you talk to your customers and make them understand that you're going to solve their problem. Yeah, fantastic. And I, 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 there's a there's a quite a famous um, coach that says, "Yeah, where focus goes, energy flows." So you know, if you like start it. putting your, your sort of your focus into those sort of areas, and if you don't put a focus in there, nothing's going to happen. So you have to. Yeah, put your some listings are just going to sit there, and you might sell one every three months. And uh, you know, that's that's just a reality. That's a reality. Yeah. But I help work with um, with companies to make sure that they're they're you know they might it might mean uh, some kind of marketing or email marketing or some promotions or something to make sure people just stop click and convert to a sale yeah 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 so what's the um big thing you th- see at the moment where people are having the most success on amazon in the eu um that, that's a really interesting question um i've got some cu- some big customers in, in a range of different areas i specialize in uh, in beauty in action sports and in lifestyle and it seems to me that um those are those are categories where you can have quite a lot of success if you've got uh, a good, you know, upper mid-range product that's that's not they're not too expensive and they're, they're not too seasonal either. There there are a couple of dips and troughs, but um, you can't go too wrong with with a with a really good um, brand that has quality products. Um, and I would say that for my customers that are doing that, they're they're, they're showing month to month growth. Yeah, fantastic. And if you've got one piece of advice you could give to to people when they're expanding, what would it be? I would say that um, it's super exciting to expand and there are loads of opportunities in Europe and a lot of big economies. 
But if you don't have a plan, even if it's on the back of an envelope, you're not going to get very far. And I'm sure that you'd agree me on with me on that, that yeah. it doesn't have to be uh, a Bible-sized uh, sized plan. But if you haven't got a few key numbers in, uh, in your head and a way of measuring how you're going to be successful month on month, you might come to a bit of a sticky end or waste a bunch of time. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, you've got to have a plan and you've got to have a... And as you say, it can be a rough plan. It doesn't have to be an exact plan. It doesn't have to be a 20-page document. It's what we might have classed in the old days as the back of a fag packet sort of uh, plan. Uh, and in our... So for those uh, you know, listeners, we've got our expansion series where you can you know, go in and, and do a step-by-step expansion. At the top of the expansion site is, you know, why am I expanding? How much do I want to sell in the first month, 12? months you know it is a real basic plan it's just a few key points there's nothing major involved in it so i totally agree that a plan is the um is is one of the biggest fundamentals well, um and in fact uh, dwight eisenhower obviously uh, president eisenhower once famously said that when i go into battle i find find that uh planning is useless but uh, plans are indispensable. And that means that although uh, you're not going to do in war what you think you're going to do, you have to have a plan to start with. And um, and he was a man that knew a lot of things. So it's something to think about. You've got to have at least a, a skeleton girl of what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, plans change. You've got to adapt. <laughs> totally agree. Uh, but uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, uh, so if people want to get in contact with it, Eloise, how, how do they go about that? No worries. So my company is called Sell Beyond. That's www.sell-beyond.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Sell Beyond, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Eloise Finch. So um, happy for anyone to get in contact with me, just to have an initial chat about what might be a good fit for, for, for trying to sell into some foreign language markets. Fantastic. Well, I want to say thank you very much for your time. It's been absolutely amazing having you on, sharing your knowledge for uh, our, our customers and clients and, and potential clients, I suppose, uh, all listening about how what they can do to make sure their EU expansion is a massive success. So thank you very much. We really appreciate your time. Don't forget, from a global e-commerce expert's point of view, you can get in touch with us on expandtotheeu.com, where you can find all our, re- um, all our content to help you to expand or you can go to our website, www.globale-commerceexperts.com. Uh, we're here to help you. You've got Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff, and the, the, you'll be able to find us online. So thank you very much to Eloise once again for giving up her valuable time, and uh, we look forward to helping all of our clients with their EU expansion over the coming months.